Hey, thanks for listening to the NIL Show, a Campus Inc. production. You can catch us on YouTube, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts, and on a campus near you. If you're out there interested in being a guest or having an NIL store for your campus merch, find us on any social channel or email. I will always shout from the mountaintops to everybody, watch what Western Kentucky is doing. Take notes. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the NIL Show. Here we are, Season 2, Episode 2. I'm Adam, that's Steven. Uh, we have a special guest with us here today, joined by Colin Stoker, who is the Assistant Athletic Director of Student Athlete Development, name, image, and likeness at Western Kentucky. Colin, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Colin, you've been on a, a news run or something. I just, I just see on LinkedIn, on interviews, TV. I'm glad uh, you got Good Morning America coming up next. Or, uh... <laughs> we'll, we'll see what's next. Uh, it, it's been a good couple of weeks here at Western Kentucky. Uh, we're, ha- we're having some success and a lot to celebrate. A lot to celebrate with our athletes and, and the work that they're doing. Been really proud of them and the work that our staff is doing, too. Our staff is doing a fantastic job of just providing some elite resources to our kids. Yeah, I feel like we're just the next stop on the media tour here. Um, <laughs> so I, I get a I get a message last night of a recording of you in a new studio talking to some anchors. Tell us a little bit about what that uh, yes. what, what that opportunity was. Yeah, so we have a local news hit every week called Topper Tuesday, um, where we have uh, mem- coaches and members of our athletic department and even our campus community. Our uh, president has been on there. Um, where they get to go and just kind of talk about what's going on here on the Hill. I think the last couple was Tyson Helton, our football coach, and um, Todd Stewart, our athletic director. And yesterday, kind of a different opportunity to get up there and talk about our Hilltopper Climb program, which is our um, kind of comprehensive student-athlete development program here. The opportunity to talk about our partnership with Campus Inc. and our WKU NIL store. And then just kind of in general, what we're doing for NIL for our student-athletes. So it was a really special opportunity to get, get up there and talk about maybe a part of athletics that people don't see every day in our student-athlete development stuff. And then something that people are really excited about with our new partnership here. Heck yeah. Great. So tell us a little bit about kind of your role. So I, I know you spent a number of years at Notre Dame in career services, kind of transferred over to Western Kentucky in a career centered role, which quickly morphed into just kidding, do all the NIL stuff. Tell us a little bit about how that worked. Yes, I'm so lucky in the supervision that I have here, my bosses. Uh, so I've got two really unique bosses. One is Gina Stoll, who's the senior woman administrator and overseas student athlete development. She the, who originally who brought me here to West Kentucky and kind of sold me on how special this place is. So I got here. Uh, I was originally the director of student athlete career development, um, oversaw career development, leadership development, community engagement. But anything we talked about, we kind of like to talk about anything that's off the field and outside of the classroom kind of fell into my bucket of how can we help or find you the resources to help. And last September, uh, had the opportunity, Todd Stewart, our athletic director, brought Myself and Dana, who's now just moved on to Louisville, into the fold of NIL, um, kind of got to start that journey. And now working with Aaron Epstein, who he's our vice president of championship resources. He's got a big title here on the, uh, here at Western Kentucky, but got two fantastic bosses that kind of help balance. But yeah, my role, uh, as I said, 
outside of the classroom, off the court, how can I help our student athletes? We talk about preparing to be a professional. So originally preparing to be a professional was being ready for that next step. Once you're, the ball stops bouncing, your career is over with. But now it's preparing to be a professional, also taking advantage of the opportunity that NIL has placed um, into college athletics and making sure that our kids are operating themselves as a business and being professionals and taking advantage of any opportunity that we have and all of our kind of career programming is now shaped in a way that it's going to help them be ready for that first job out of college, whether it's body language, um, elevator pitches, resumes, but it's also going to help them be prepared for, uh, we had just last week, I had two volleyball student athletes who went through our elevator pitch workshop, walked down the road to an insomnia cookies, and they got a deal using their elevator pitch. So Heck yeah. um, we're, we're giving skills that are transferable right now into their day-to-day -day life, trying to have success in NIL, but also getting them set up for that career to be go be a professional in the workplace afterwards. Colin, I want to touch on, so Western Kentucky mid-major school, right? I'm going to say something and, and you tell me if this is correct or not. NIL is more important at a mid-major because the professional track is less like, likely? Somewhat, yes. Uh, I mean, I think we've got some kids that are going to have some professional opportunities. I do think NIL here is special because you can come here in any sport and have success in it. We're seeing, uh, I know we brought to the NIL Summit this summer, Kinley Newcomb. She's the number one brand in women's college soccer, the number 24 overall brand, I think according on three in all of women's college athletics. So we have someone like that. Um, we have the leading passer in the NCAA from last season in Austin Reed. We have the leading yards after catch, called him the Yak King Malachi Corley here as wide receiver. Uh, we've got men's basketball, women's basketball stars. We've got a track and field student athlete who we're, we're getting her on to on three this week, who we think will be a top five track and field uh, brand in college athletics um, due to her TikTok. So I, I think it, NIL is extremely important here, because, but we're starting to compete with some of these power five schools and some of the brands that our kids are building and the work that they're putting into it. I think a lot of it is instilling that confidence into our kids that, hey, you, you can come here and be successful and build a brand that's going to be impactful, not only while you're in school, but after you finish. I just think it's so interesting because when you hear NIL, you know, you think of all these boosters and collectives and big names and whatever. But what's actually what I really see happening is is organizations like yourself using this pivotal moment in time to give the best experience for their athletes, which in return elevates the program recruiting effort. It's like it just it just raises the bar. And, you know, to be frank, you all surprised us. <laughs> A little bit, a lot of it. Western Kentucky was one of our top grossing schools of the 32 schools we have live was was one of the top grossing ones in August, which stunned me. I'm not going to lie. It absolutely shocked me. And it actually in a lot of our meetings and you know board meetings and investor meetings, we actually spent a lot of time understanding why, 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 why. And so I think a lot of that has to do with the work that you're doing. Um, so I have to give you a lot of kudos for that, uh, oh, first, and for, first and foremost. Um, thank you. Yeah. A little point of clarity, not one of the top. It was the number one uh, okay. school in the month of August. So highest grossing store out of all of our properties. And yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a point of conversation for us internally, understanding 
you know, what, what is it that makes Western Kentucky so special? And I think you touched on, on a lot of them, but would love just to highlight, you know, I, I think you are a force to be reckoned with in the NIL space, understanding, Hey, the opportunity that we have here, but would love just to highlight some of the, the, the things that we were able to activate the, the first month or, or maybe six weeks. One of them that comes to my mind is your guys tops gun collection. Talk, talk just real quickly about that. Yeah, so talking, we talked a little bit about Austin Reed and Malachi Corley being two large brands in college football that are going to have success this year. Our offense is set up to pass the ball a lot, and we've got two really talented players. We had an internal kind of building of a Heisman campaign for Austin, hopefully, uh, and then Malachi Bolitnikoff campaign that was based around Tops Gun. We, we got together and we shared that campaign with uh, Campus Inc. and uh, we were able within a couple of days to get a line out to our student athletes. And I know we, we looked at the numbers, I think last week, and we've seen, we saw tremendous success in that drop. And not only uh, the numbers and sales, are obviously very important in what we're doing, the connection that our student athletes felt from that and the importance that we're seeing as we work through these things, these limited drops, I think is something very unique that Campus Inc. is doing. And I, I had a story, I know we've got one coming in the next couple of days, uh, another football guy. And our manager of the NIL store was in the training room with him. And she said he was jumping up and down on the table celebrating that, hey, I'm getting my own gear. So that, that specialty there, I think is really, really cool. So that's that's one piece, right? Another thing that you guys activated straight out the gate was kind of in line with some of your fan fest, right? So I'll go ahead and just just lay it out here quickly. But what you guys did for women's volleyball and a number of your other programs that had these fall fan fests was printed out cards with each athlete's QR code that took them directly to the, that athlete's locker room. So fans, as they were coming through, could get that card signed, could do a meet and greet have some of the other merch get signed, but then also put something tangibly in that student or in that fan's hands that would bring them back to more opportunities to support the athlete. And what was it about Western Kentucky that you were like, nope, we're going to put this out here and kind of take the, the initiative. Cause I think what we see at a lot of other programs though, we, we can't do that. We don't want to put anything in the fans hands. Uh, what's different about your, your campus? And I think, again, the direction of Aaron Epstein and the trust us to kind of move forward with this opportunity. I know we discussed for a while as we got started, but I think it's the full buy-in from our athletic department, from our communications department, from our marketing department, from my graduate assistant who made every single one of those 128 posters that we started <laughs> with. We've got, I think, another 150 or 170 student athletes that are on the way. So I think we decided there was going to be a commitment across the board of, hey, we're going to we're going to buy into this. And, and like you said, we made the posters um, at FanFest. We have video board graphics at every one of our venues that have a video board. In the fun roll before the game, there is a QR code that will take our kit, uh, take our fans directly to that sports-specific locker room. But I think especially in the FanFest situation, um, we have it's called Topperfest. Every volleyball, football, and women's soccer student athletes sits and signs autographs for about a 30 to 45 minute period. We taped down in front of every kid had a poster with their QR code on it. So I think just our kids, seeing our kids' faces when we're providing a resource like that to them, and they're starting to take it seriously. And obviously they did take it seriously because of the success they had in the first month. But for us as an athletic department to show our commitment to, hey, we 
understand this opportunity. Um, we believe in this opportunity and we're going to give you the best chance to succeed in this opportunity, I think was so important. And we're continuing to see our kids promote on a weekly basis, just finding ways. Now we got creative at the beginning and they're now finding different ways to get creative throughout yeah. this. I think that's, there's such this, what Adam talks about this gray area and what the schools can do versus can't do. And I think what is very special about you all is you're creating opportunities, you're leading by example, you're showing them what's possible, and then kind of saying like, okay, take it from here and run, right? Like, we're going to get you, you know, we're, we're going to put enough fuel in the tank to get this thing up in the air. And now it's on you. But I feel like when the school puts that first foot forward, it just sets this example of, oh, like, this is what it means for a school to believe in NIL. This is what it means to create resources. You know, that that whole elevator pitch thing that you just talked about. I think we could talk to a dozen schools and half would say, we can't help them with their, we can't do anything. And then the other half would say, yeah, we'll help them with their elevator pitch. It's not like you told them, like you didn't call Insomnia Cookie and set up a deal. You gave them right. the tools and the resources and the education no differently than a career center doing resume prep. Really interesting to see, especially with that piece. Like we say, we, we can't sit down at the negotiation table with our kids, but we can get you all the tools in your tool belt to be able to go and compete in that moment. Uh, we talk about giving you the tools to be able to compete with anyone that's applying to a job built to try to build a relationship. But uh, we see this as the same type of thing is we want them to be as well prepared as possible. And us as an athletic department, the way that we've kind of taken our stance is we, we don't promote any kids individual locker room. So um, if a fan were to reach out, which was really cool to see, we had Musa Berry from our football team had a great first game. And we had a fan reach out and said, hey, I want a Berry jersey. And our football account was able to say, hey, here's the football NIL locker room. Check out all the opportunities for our student athletes. So again, it goes back to that um, connectiveness um, mm -hmm. from Scott, Scott Swegan and our communications department and Jack Todd with football to our student athletes having the opportunity of getting signed up and making sure that our fans are aware at all moments that um, this is this is an opportunity and that the benefit to the student athlete, I think, is something that we've been able to communicate with fans really clearly on. Hey, you are helping the student athlete directly by partaking in purchasing one of these items. I think one of yeah. the most exciting things to me to watch you guys do what you do. And I, I, I want I think I put something on LinkedIn like, hey, everybody take notes of what is going on here. What I want people to see and and adopt for themselves, because I've seen the opposite. You know, we talk with programs and they'll tell me straight to my face, our athletes aren't interested in NIL. These are these are not conversations, you know, a month into NIL. This is recent conversations. Our athletes aren't interested. And the thing that really frustrates me about that is they are looking to their institution to set the tone. This is kind of what, what Stephen just talked about, right? Like, what do you think I should do? Where do you think I should go? And what you all have done is really set the tone of, hey, it doesn't matter. Everybody has an opportunity. You can gain the tools. You can gain the experience to be successful here. Uh, but you've put in the work to to really set that precedent of we are going to give you the opportunity to do that. NIL can be for you. And so I, I, I just want to ask you a question. Do you, did you start kind of hearing from people eh, that same sentiment? I, I don't think NIL is for us here. I'm not really interested. I'm a track and field athlete. And how did you approach that? 
Yeah, so I mean, we have some kids who uh, will start with just our campus sync opportunity, our NIL story. It's like, I, I don't know if that's for me. And I, I think to say that that sentiment has changed a little bit with, like we said, we have, I think, 170 kids waiting to get onto the website after the success that we've had. So I think that's flipped a little bit. But I think it's instilling the confidence in your in our athletes that, hey, like, it doesn't matter who you are. You can build a brand. You can find a connection with a business. And if you put the work into this, just like anything on the field, in the classroom, we can help you find success. Um, and the, op the opportunities are going to be varied across the board, obviously, with um, depending on sometimes sport and sometimes notoriety and opportunities there. But every kid has an opportunity to go build a brand. As a, as a former college student athlete, I, I would have loved this opportunity. I don't know how I would have approached it. Uh, I wasn't a big social media brand building person. After I got hurt in college, my goal was to help my teammates find success doing things like this. But I, I think just instilling the confidence that, hey, if, if you take the time to come out, come and meet with me and sit down and say, hey, I want to do this, I, I'm going to pour into you and see what we can do. If you can give the resources to the kid, they have take the time out of your day to come into your office and say, hey, I want to find some success. Or even like, hey, I might even be considering maybe looking at this. We're going to give you whatever you need to make sure that you're going to be successful and, and have the best opportunity. We can, like I said, we can't guarantee that everyone's going to sign 20 deals and have all this money coming in. But if you put the work in, you're going to be able to connect with local businesses here, local businesses from your hometown. Um, th there's going to want to be people who support you in the brand that you build. Colin, what, what does your day look like? You know, yeah, if we were to be a fly on the wall, how much time are you like, do you have just one-on-ones with athletes? Are you doing a lot of outreach? Gina Stoll's done a fantastic job of the way she's kind of structured this job. Uh, the majority of my time is purposely meant to be spent with athletes. Um, so I've got my, my big book here, kids who come in and meet with me just to kind of try to keep track of what's happening. But it, it, it's it's fantastic. So they're coming in. Uh, we also operate in a workshop setting. So before I got to here to West Kentucky, they had done some student athlete development stuff where it was a lot of stuff online. And a lot of campuses during COVID had went to a kind of an online model. And our usage rate just wasn't where it needed to be. Um, so we've gone to a workshop-based format. And just since the month of June, I think we're at like 900 career development interactions um, with our student-athletes. This Just this summer, we did between four and five workshops with our football, men's, men's and women's basketball, volleyball, women's soccer teams, to where we're hitting all these different topics in career development there. Uh, so a lot of it is, is teaching with the athlete and, and come from a family of teachers. Mom's a principal, dad's a, a teacher and a coach. Mom was a former coach, sister's a coach. So teaching's in the blood, but I think it's important in our department to be able to connect with the student athletes. And I, I do think that's ability that I have coming as a former student athlete who who got hurt in my career. So I had an opportunity early on to see kind of the coaches. I was a student assistant coach after I got hurt, focusing on community service and social media for our baseball team at Notre Dame. So having that role of kind of seeing both sides of an administrator role, but also that connection with my teammates um, has helped me really build relationships. So a lot of what I do is relationship building. Um, and then, like I said, some outreach, working with our great Learfield partner here on campus to see how we can collaborate and get some opportunities for our student athletes, obviously not choosing anyone specific, but seeing how businesses want to work with us and still explaining NIL. NIL is still so new to some businesses and we got to make sure that they are educated and understand how it might be able to function with them. But I, I do love my job. Every day is different. I love helping 
student athletes develop at the age of 18 to 22, seeing what success we can pull out right now and that next step of life for them. But the, it is, it's fantastic. The approach that you guys are taking this common theme, uh, again, I'm, I'm trying to pull out stuff that people can be like, <laughs> please take notes of what, what they're doing is your, your overarching philosophy is like, look, at the end of the day, we're taking a a career development approach, right? How can I help you understand how the professional world operates beyond just like, oh, we're going to build your brand and we're going to blow your social media up. It's a career focused approach. So with that kind of understanding, I know there's a lot of conversation around student athletes becoming employees, around unionization. Dartmouth men's basketball just put out, you know, kind of a notice to to the Ivy League and to Dartmouth that look, we are going to go after this with vigor. How do you feel or or kind of, you know, take the approach of that employment or employee conversation at a school like you? And I'll be honest, I, I'm probably not educated enough on the situation. I probably need to go go read a little more on that to, to give a true true comment there. But I, I can speak to kind of just our approach uh, of, of making sure that in our recruiting pitch and how I speak to athletes is that one, I need you to be able to go build a relationship with anyone that you meet. So you need to have that elevator pitch. And like we said, that elevator pitch can function today um, and it can function down the road. Where our hope is that you use an elevator pitch that you never end up in a stack of 200 resumes. But in the a chance that you do end up in a stack of 200 resumes, we're going to help you build the most creative resume possible that brings out your transferable skills as a student athlete that people are going to want to hire you for. And we also have done some kind of creative NIL resumes. So how do we showcase our skills as a student athlete, our accomplishments that we've done that companies would want to look at. Um, and then finally, we want to build and be a professional in a digital environment. We understand that every person that our kids are going to want to connect with is not here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, we're going to need to build relationships outside of the 20 mile radius here. So one, we have to build a LinkedIn and make sure that we are operating as a professional on there and consistently working there. So I, I'm trying to be a better advocate, be a better example for our student athletes by being active on there. Um, and, and then that goes along with your social media profile. Like you said, I'm not here telling you I'm going to blow your social media up, but I am here to tell you that I can help you find success there. And the biggest thing that you need to do to find success on Instagram is to use Instagram. And if you tell me you want to be involved in an IL and you haven't posted in the last three months, then the first thing that we're going to do is I'm going to tell you that you need to post once a week for four weeks. Two of them need to be about your sport. Two of them need to be about your personal life and interests that you have uh, that showcases your brand. And you got to get comfortable posting. And I think it's something we run into with athletes a lot is that they get into this kind of uncomfortable, uh, like, man, what are my teammates going to say? What are my friends going to say? And trying to get around that stigma of like, man, I don't want to post. And it's just like, hey, it, you're a business now. It People might say something you might get a jab or two in the locker room but if you look at it as you're building a professional business um, and it's important for you to give that business love and attention and growth and try to grow there then um, you'll have some success i wish i wish that's i could really speak more no that, that's really funny we tell students like after your drop you can archive the post after a while so that your instagram yeah. profile looks good uh it's interesting because we clean feed <laughs> <laughs> the clean feed. Yeah, we uh, we work with lots of college students around the country on the design and sales side. And we are pushing LinkedIn so hard because when I see a student in their 18, 19, 20 year old, very active on LinkedIn, it immediately pops out to me, like immediately I take an interest in what they're doing and all that stuff. I think it's, you know, Adam, kind of on the unionization and, and you know, athletes being employees. 
if schools, I'll give another like hot take. I believe that if schools give enough great resources and opportunities and find, you know, equitable and valuable, you know, things like rev share models with apparel, right? Like we don't necessarily do a small percentage, we do a rev share. And if they find all those opportunities, create them and the athletes feel great about NIL at their school, they will not feel inclined to go after and say, we need media rights and we need this and we need that. And we need, you know, how much coaches are making and all that stuff. And so I feel like the unionization of athletes is eminent if schools don't take a progressive approach to creating the best opportunities possible. I don't know, Adam, what do you think? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I think the, the notice that was written by the men's basketball team at, at Dartmouth lays things out really well where, you know, they say, look, we have to have an opportunity to realize the value that we're creating. That's it. And I don't think that anybody is asking for anything that's crazy unreasonable. And I think the more that schools can get to a place where they're doing or creating the environment, like what you guys are doing at Western Kentucky is looking or, or saying, look, we want to give you the opportunity to realize value now in whatever way makes most sense and feels most authentic to you. Um, but also it's not just going to stop at that, you know, opportunity. Now we're going to build on the start of this window, the start of this earning window that you have um, as a professional, as a brand, as you're building your own business, but allow you to learn, experiment, grow, definitely be able to earn money, but hopefully launch that into whatever's next because college is not the end all be all. You can't be a college athlete forever. You have to go on to something next. So if you can Seven. realize some value there, but leverage that into what's next, I think that's all anybody's looking for. Absolutely. Are there any 36 year old kickers at Western Kentucky? <laughs> I don't, we do have, we do have an Australian kicker. I think, Heck oh, yeah. uh, it's probably gonna be, I think he's New Zealand. I, I got to check. Uh -oh. His name's Tom. <laughs> great guy. I know it's probably, it's probably a contentious <laughs> subject there. I think it might be New Zealand. He's a great guy, but yeah, we do have, we have an older kicker. He's great. <laughs> Regardless, he's from um, down under. I didn't realize the whole like Australian or New Zealand kickers who are a little older that come to play here. I, I, I've been yeah. learning all about this new thing. It's just kind of blowing SEC my mind. Is, yeah, I think there's 12 in the SEC right now. Yeah, the New Zealand Kicking Association. Wherever you're out there, like maybe we can make a New Zealand Kicking Club uh, it's for a those great for move. those guys. So, Colin, like a lot of people in the industry that have been in the industry for a very long time, when NIL came about, would criticize it and say, you know, athletes aren't going to get rich. There's not enough to go around. There's way too much work that needs to be done at scale. Is it more about the money for the athletes? Like I can see what the athletes are making and some are crushing it and some just kind of get, you know, a couple hundred bucks here and there. To, to you, is it the dollar amount? Do the athletes care that much about the dollar amount or is it just the concept of earning something? We look at NIL in three steps. So first step we call the free stuff. Um, so can we get you free stuff? Stuff. Can you get uh, a slice of pizza on the weekend? Can we get t-shirt? Can you get some type of item from a company there? So a good way to kind of get your first step into NIL is like, can we, can we get you some free stuff? Uh, the second step we call the simplification of life. So can we knock out 
weekly bills? Can we knock out small expenses that are going to simplify your life um, and have you less stressed about things? And it could be it could be a car wash, um, and that kind of falls kind of in between the free stuff and the, the I, simplification. I would take a free, car, free car wash, Shoot. <laughs> right? But, yeah. So, and then we and then we get into our our, our large scale income earners, um, and, and that can be whether it's from a collective, that can be from you having success, tremendous success on social media. Um, so we try to lay out some different layers there, um, but I will say that a lot of times student athletes, they they just want to be involved. They want to say that, hey, I'm doing something with NIL and that fires me up. But like I said, if you can come to my office and, and take the kind of have the confidence as an 18 to 22 year old to say that, hey, I want to put myself out there and try this, then we're going to give you all the resources we can to make sure that you have some type of opportunity and success to go out there um, and be successful. So. Uh, we have those three levels, but again, I, I think one of the most important things is just saying, hey, like, we're, we're going to give you the resources that you need. Go try this. I mean, and I think one of the biggest things I took away that we've preached here this year um, from the NIL Summit was, was shoot your shot. The worst thing that they can say is no. NIL is a lot of numbers games. It's a lot of DMs that go unanswered, um, a lot of DMs that are read and ignored. It's a lot of phone calls that aren't answered, emails that aren't answered, but all it takes is one. I, I had a, another soccer student athlete in here yesterday, I mean, and we've been working for weeks, and, and she got her first DM back, and she met with her first company yesterday, and she is fired up. So, I mean, that it's that little, like, all it takes is one, two, and then you're going to really reinvest into what you're doing. So if we can get you one, you're going to find success uh, and, then, and then go from there and hopefully double down on the efforts that you're putting into things. I think that's really interesting. You're thinking about an IL in terms of like, hey, you're going to this is a, you're going to be a salesperson here. You're going to learn how to hit up 30 companies a week and 29 of them are going to say no. And that's part of it. The skills, you know, some of my best hires we've ever made are the ones that learn to cold call at a young age right like hey i knocked on doors for a whole summer selling whatever or i ran the foundation phone book or whatever like that grind you learn when you're 19 20 years old that that those are some good battle wounds um that's awesome i i have not heard of it that way as much from a school's perspective i think that's cool and one of the one of the i mean one of the best things that helped me as a young professional working in college athletics one at notre dame and now here uh, you can get humbled a lot of times when you text 30 student athletes and you get a text back from maybe two or three of them um, who are looking at your phone and stuff so um, you learn that early but you work with your kids to make sure that like i said some of them come in and your feelings can be a little hurt there but it's just like hey like I do this on a daily basis. Uh, sent a group text last night to ten of them and, and didn't get a like, a thumbs down, anything. So um, it comes with it, and it's just it's part, like you said, part of being a business and understanding that hey, this isn't for everyone, but all it takes is one. I love it. <laughs> um, I need your direct deposit information. We want to yeah. pay you. You <laughs> have money yeah. in your account. Can I please give it to you, Colin? This has been a, a really, a really great conversation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to keep a close eye on what you're doing. You know, obviously we work really closely on 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 a regular basis, but I will always shout from the mountaintops to everybody watch what western kentucky is doing take notes um the biggest things for me are, are just hearing from you understand that this is a, a career focused opportunity right teaching them those skills giving them the opportunity and man if we could just put to bed once and for all the thought that oh nil isn't for our students uh let them make that choice right make 
create the ecosystem, create the opportunity, let them make that choice. I, I think that's awesome. Appreciate you being on. This was a, an incredible conversation. Very insightful. Adam, we got we to gotta ask Colin about if he was an NIL. If he, oh my gosh. If he could have an NIL How deal. could I forget? Our question, our favorite question to ask this our guests. This is the number one question. All right. So, forward, uh, you know, back in the day, college athlete, Colin, now, if you could have your perfect NIL restaurant deal, what would it be? Oh gosh. Restaurant. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Kelly's and downtown Nashville, favorite steakhouse in the world. We go there. It's a family celebration place when we go, but Jimmy Kelly's in downtown Nashville. If it wasn't super fancy, then Martin's barbecue. Um, in Nashville I love it. Too. You, so, you had favorite. those on lock. He, kn he knows yeah, what he you wants. You heard it here. J Jimmy <laughs> Kelly's and what was the other one? Martin's Jimmy barbecue. Kelly and, and Martin. Look him up, man. Colin Stoker. He's your number one gunner here. Colin, thank you for uh, a wonderful conversation. Like I said, everybody keep a, a close eye on what they're doing. They're doing some incredible things. Definitely have a lot of stuff figured out. So I am Adam. That's Steven. Special guest Colin here. That's another episode of the NIL show. We'll catch you guys next time. Hi, everybody. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store want to say real quickly thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey and as a reminder if you ever need any custom merchandise youth jerseys camp t-shirts whatever it may be you can always find us at campus.inc and of course for all your nil needs nil.store we're going to jump into the episode i hope you enjoy <laughs>